You're listening to the Video and Company Podcast, a podcast where we talk about running a video production business. Today, we have Trey Riley and Ken Jackson from Cinevibes on the show. They run a film podcast of another sort, and I wanted to just see what someone else doing a similar thing in the same industry has experienced. So here is the guys from Cinevibes. Hey, what's up? My name is Kenneth Jackson, and I'm an actor from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Trey Riley. I'm a writer, director, and producer from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and so you guys <clears throat> together are the Cinevibes podcast. Tell me how that started. And um, I this so this is the first time I've had two guests. So uh, I'm just going to kind of let y'all whoever fights and gets to the to the answer first can answer it and whatever how that however we're going to work with that but yeah just tell me tell me um how it got started and why you started it and how everything's been going with that well i will beat trade to this one um <laughs> i i believe the conception for cinevibes started you know cinevibes namely uh, with me because i just was wanting to do something you know i i mentioned if you listen to the other uh to our podcast uh on our episode with ethan we I, i'm not the type to just sit around and twiddle my thumbs and just hope that steven spielberg calls me up for a movie you know so and much of like what you had mentioned on our podcast was you wanted to start a podcast and doing this because you wanted to meet other people in the industry and talk with them and that was a big thing for me was i wanted to learn more about the industry and have an excuse to learn more about the industry it's it's like we had talked about was I need to have that constant pressure of I need to put something out and what better way than putting out a weekly podcast where people expect a podcast from you and you need to provide content and you need to continually learn and so that's how uh, the conception started and I knew that I wanted someone who was extremely driven and dedicated and someone I trusted as a co-host and so I reached out to Trey and the rest is history yeah I remember it was almost like a Instagram poll or something I feel like you're like hey want to start a podcast anyone down and I like immediately responded I was like yeah I'm down so within like a week, it seemed like we were getting together and thinking about like how we wanted to structure the podcast, what we wanted to do. And even since then, I mean, it's all been a work in progress. If anyone's been following along, you'll see it's really come a long way from that first episode. <laughs> but yeah, we, we met on a film project, so... I think it's it's always a testament to getting out and working and getting out of your comfort zone and being a part of projects because you meet these people that you're probably going to interact with again. Now, I, I don't mm -hmm. think I would have ever thought that me and Ken would do a podcast from him being an actor in a movie that I was barely even a part of in terms of helping out ADing a few nights, but... Mm -hmm. here we are and it's kind of been one of those cool things where we've gotten to open some doors that maybe wouldn't have opened if we didn't have an avenue or a platform like a podcast 
Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what what would you say is like the general consensus of like what what the show's about? Because you interview filmmakers of, of different levels. Sometimes they're actors, sometimes they're on production, sometimes they're like crew members and stuff like that. What what would you say is like the high level kind of um, theme of the show? Yeah, I think we want to interact with people at varying levels of the industry. Obviously, we find ourselves towards the lower end of it. We know we're not getting Ryan Gosling on or anything like that, but... Not yet. I've sent an email. Yeah, hasn't gotten Believe back me. with this. <laughs> and we want to talk to the people working in it and find out what they know, how they've come to where they are, and really just try and, like, grab that information and hand it down to the people coming up behind us because the only way at least for me, I think this goes for a lot of people, is you learn from seeing other people doing it. Someone told you something, mm -hmm. someone helped you out, someone gave you a shot. So I think part of it's paying that back. And then the other part of it is we just love movies. So we also have movie reviews that we do of a lot of the movies we enjoy. And so those are fun to do. And then, you know, talk about the Oscars or things like that, just different hot topics in the industry that we run across. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but primarily the interviews and the reviews are our bread and butter. Yeah, the biggest thing that uh, we wanted with this podcast, I, I primarily needed somebody to just nerd out about stuff with, and uh, a new tray was that type to nerd out about things and so when we talk to guests we usually do get into the nitty-gritty about stuff uh on the more technical side and i think our podcast we try to be um geared towards a lot of cinephiles so me and trey when we review films we love just sitting in there and dissecting a film not necessarily out of we want to see you know how this was exactly done and uh what exactly you can copy from it but rather it uh, sort of like see it as both an art form and yet a technical piece at the same time and so we we really do focus on uh, a lot of different aspects rather than just uh the latest gossip on ryan gosling yeah. which we may end up doing uh just on tangents <laughs> yeah it's weird like i so my youtube recommendations have been getting uh really annoying and i don't know if you've heard of this show uh, the dick cavett show it's a <laughs> old um interview show from i guess yeah. it's a british guy i don't know if it was american television or not mm -hmm. i know my parents watched it but there was an interview with brian de palma and martin scorsese and the comments were all pretty much the same thing, saying, wow, imagine a you know, modern talk show on television talking about like the concepts and like the theory and the technique of like directing and producing a film. Because now apparently it's just the talk shows and the director hosts just kind of basically talk about how cool the actor is and how, mm -hmm. how like how it was like to work with the actor. And I was like, I've never thought about it like that, but yeah. that's exactly what all of it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's something that uh, it, it's it's a very niche type of person, and you know, if you listen to 
very few other podcasts, it goes into that depth of you may end up talk, talking about exposure, you know, when talking about film and uh, just the technical aspects to achieve a certain shot or a certain lighting setup. And I, I find myself being one of those nerdy types that really loves to look and you know dissect that sort of stuff because it's interesting and I, trey is right there with me he's always uh bringing out different aspects i didn't even think about of a shot yeah as much as we'd like to talk to kira knightley and the likes of those types of folks i mean i want to talk to like gaffers i want to talk mm-hmm. to people gripping and really find out like what their life is like what the day-to-day is how they do their job because a lot of that for myself is still very foreign like I defer to them because they know what they're doing and I don't Mm -hmm. in their world so I think we just really want to find knowledge and that's why I really love the Team Deacons podcast I'm sure you've listened to that or at least heard of it just a huge resource and he's just like (laughs) going through his contacts list and like everyone that's ever made anything amazing he's like oh yeah let's have them on and talk to them and it's just like thank you like as a godsend to get that Mm -hmm. well speaking of deacon's contact list um how do you guys pick your guests is it someone that you want to work with or is it someone that you just respect their work or is it someone that how, how do you do it it's a little bit of both starting out initially was a lot of my contacts that I had made from the short films I had done around here in Charlotte and then beyond that we started getting a little bit adventurous and like what if we just uh, send an Instagram DM and see what happens Mm -hmm. and surprisingly enough people actually respond and they think it's cool to be on a podcast so Again, I think it's having that platform. Like, if I just ask someone, do you want to, like, talk to me? <laughs> I don't know, that sounded weird, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to maybe ignore it. But if I'm like, hey, yeah. we have a podcast, check out these episodes, we want to talk to you about, and then, like, actually be specific, you know, this mm-hmm. short film you did, this music video, they tend to want to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, the guests that we have, one of the things we wanted to do early on in the podcast was find our niche, which our niche was both the Charlotte and Atlanta industries and pretty much highlight the indie scene uh, with a lot of people that we knew. And so when we do look for guests and such, it's usually in the... Uh, Charlotte or Atlanta industries that we have some connections to uh, because people we happen to have connections with are very much more more likely to be receptive of emails slash DMs saying, hey, I want to talk to you. So it's a it, we usually pick uh, people that we do want to work with uh, most of the time. If not, we have worked with them in the past mm-hmm. and would love to continue to work with them. And these are just people that we think are knowledgeable on subjects. We think they have a, something to bring to the table uh, and just people that 
like Trey said, are really good in what they do, whether they're a grip or a sound technician, whatever it is, uh, we always are looking for someone um, both, you know, outside of our reach, but yet still familiar in a sense. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So um, you you would say that there's you've put people on and I, I guess I'll say out of experience, like typically, and we, we talked about this right before the episode started, is that um, I was too timid to ask someone for a cup of coffee or a beer. Mm-hmm. And I, I created the podcast as a bit of a ruse to just basically have a chat with someone. And um, I mean, yeah. you know, it's hardly a ruse when I'm renting a podcast studio and <laughs> all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just because I was just an introverted <laughs> person. And, um, and so I would always reach out to people that like I want to work with, mm-hmm. and but I can see from your guys' perspective is like you know being on set and you know being in the roles that you guys are in, um, where you know like in, in my role I would typically be hiring people or be wanting to be a crew member, and you guys are like crew members, so you want to like keep being on the rosters and keep being in people's mouths. So like if you did work with someone, the likelihood of you working with them again is about average but if you bring them onto a show you know you're able to show your personality a little more and then also be like well hey like your work your name is in their mouth continually and that, and that would be you know good for you to work with them again i would assume yeah 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 that's some of the biggest stuff about this industry is the connections and showing people that you want to work with them uh, repeatedly and that's how I see a lot of my connections and even connections off of the podcast. It's, you know, not necessarily what can we do in the future, but rather like, yo, we vibe with this person. We want to like keep this relationship going and uh, continue to foster that because it's, it's following each other's uh, traveling through this industry. They're step up the ladder just as we are too. Yeah, the podcast is essentially that cup of coffee that you mentioned. We get a chance to explore someone's life a little bit more and they get familiar with us and then you just kind of open up, you know, like meeting a friend that you end up, you know, going through life with. That's been a lot of the interactions we've had and it's been... I. It's kind of been ironic how much or how similar a lot of the people are in terms of how they kind of carry themselves. Just mm-hmm. in this type of work we do, there's kind of a sense of laid backness that has been nice in terms of people being more open to doing things that are maybe uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. if you came to me and asked me to be on a podcast, even though we have a podcast, I'd be kind of hesitant, even though right now I'm on your podcast. But I don't know. It, it's kind of a interesting paradigm there. And I think people kind of just open up when you try and be personal. And that, that's kind of a, a driving point for what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, so have you noticed at all, and I, I haven't run into it too often, but I have run into it, is that some people in our field, especially like ones that are really good at what they do, and they might be like, they might be in that mid-tier, closing in on being like 
higher tier, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the fact that they're in that environment can really ground them and keep them like humbled, which is usually a great thing, but sometimes they can be so humble that they might see themselves as being like, oh no, like don't put me on a podcast. I'm like, I'm not worth it at all. Even though it's like, mm-hmm. dude, you're like five steps ahead of me. Like I need <laughs> yeah. to talk to you. Have you ever run into that where it's like really introverted or like really humble and, um, you know, have you, is that something that's pretty common or is that a rare? I don't think that Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's probably most people we talk to because even if they're what we deem like at the same level as we are, it's still like pretty wild how much they know. And it's almost a sense of questioning what they know at the same time. Um, you know, we could talk to, like we had talked to a good friend of ours, Gavin, and we were talking about sound and everything. And he, he's, he's caught, like, he knows a lot about sound and sound production, sound recording. And he would still say, you know, oh, I'm still at the bottom of the, you know, totem pole. I don't, I don't really, uh, yeah, you know, feel too confident. Right. Yeah. He, he kind of has that like, oh, who am I to tell people uh, how to do a certain thing? And we're over here like you're talking about stuff we, we couldn't even start to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you had also mentioned earlier that, you know, you're up in Atlanta and you're in, here in Rock Hill, Charlotte, greater Charlotte area. Mm-hmm. Um, since you two have had a lot of these conversations together. Um, it would be easier to ask. So the my podcast was originally supposed to be Southeast-based also. Um, mm-hmm. typic- it started out just North Carolina and South Carolina, and then it went from like D.C. to Atlanta, and then mm-hmm. we kind of mixed Florida into the mix. So I would, I would say, I would assume most of the listeners are from the Southeast or at least have some kind of roots here. We've seen a few folks from Vietnam, so let's yeah, just throw that some out people there. In Vietnam. I don't know how they found it, but... We appreciate you. I mean, it's awesome how that stuff happens. But so how would you guys say the difference, not necessarily the difference, because we we know Atlanta has like a big scene, um, but like what would you say you've noticed that's in common or like connected between Atlanta and Charlotte? Like is there, do you you notice that some Atlanta people come up to work in Charlotte and vice versa? Or like, do you, do you notice that there's some kind of connection between the two cities? Because it seems like there's something there. Yeah, I, I do believe there is a connection. And the connection that I've seen mostly, uh, because I usually float around in the actor sphere, uh, is casting... Uh, is one that's not necessarily needed to be stationed here. There are a lot of different casting offices that are based out of Charlotte. There are some, you know, talent agencies that are based in Charlotte. Um, Some talent agencies are based even like Miami, Tampa, some of these places. So it's not, it's becoming less of a, uh, Atlanta is it's either Atlanta or nowhere. And I think Charlotte is one of the other major players in the film industry in the Southeast. So if it's not Atlanta you're talking about, it's Charlotte. And then I think it's if it's not Charlotte, it's Miami. Uh, if it's not Miami, New Orleans, you know? So it's, it's less 
uh, structured as it used to be uh, from what I've gathered. And so it, you don't necessarily have to be in Atlanta uh, per se, but I've seen some transmission between both cities. Yeah, I've thought that, and this is just with myself personally, I never had to move away from Charlotte to be successful at what mm -hmm. I want to do with directing because I'm right in the backyard of Atlanta. If for some reason I get to make a movie like La La Land and need to go out to LA, like I could do that for a period and then come back. It seems mm -hmm. like the whole film industry is very mobile now. Like your house can be in Wyoming yeah. and you can do anything you want to do. And so mm -hmm. I think whether it's actors or crew members, even in you know, your case, you mentioned moving up to the mountains, like you're still going to be equally successful at doing work around Charlotte up as far as, you know, you mentioned uh, DC and, you know, down into Florida. It's just, I think everyone's really mobile and willing to travel and there's a I kind of laugh because they're always like willing to work as a local like who the freak's not gonna say they're willing to work as a local yeah like of course you are like you know I, I've never understood that but it's just it's really cool because of that we get to see a lot of people come across our path that maybe we wouldn't have say even you know five ten years ago is there a job or a project that you worked on that you think you probably would not have been on that project if it wasn't for the podcast, whether that was like a guest you brought on or someone that saw it and then was like, let me look at this guy's stuff and, and found their stuff. Um, is there a project that you worked on that, and even even if you think it, you might've gotten it without the podcast, but the podcast probably helped. Is, is there a situation or example like that and what would that be? And Trey, we'll start with you. I think if 2020 had gone differently, I would have a different answer. But we started this in 2020, so we haven't really gotten a chance to work with any of those folks. Uh, say we had someone on um, to follow up with them and be a part of their project or have them on you know, one of our projects. So I can't really say if the podcast has connected those dots but I think it set it up you know even continuing into this year and 2022 for some of those opportunities to pan out where someone we've talked to or had on the show would now be more willing to be a part of our project just simply because they now know us a little bit better yeah and honestly, uh, when you asked, it was almost the same thing as uh, what Trey was saying in my boat. But uh, one of my, me and Trey's good friends, um, we, he just happened to listen to the podcast quite a bit. And Bryce Heller, he, he would, uh, he would listen to the podcast and, that would be a topic of conversation whenever we would meet up. Although we hadn't uh, interviewed him yet, we 
he would ask me about podcasting, how's it going, you know, how is this guest, all that sort of stuff. And I ended up working on him, re- working with him recently on a theater uh, production for a theater around here, like a 48 hour theater sprint thing around here. And, you know, it's that's one of the cases where I think the podcast probably kept me in his purview as a potential to work on projects and stuff because he can hear me every week talk about you know my interest in film and just love of acting so i think that is a case where yeah if i didn't have the podcast it probably would not have panned out the way it has awesome and like you know i so i've been doing this show uh, I keep forgetting whose show we're on. Wrong <laughs> mind. Uh, so I've been doing this show. Uh, I think I started um, like October. I'd have to look this up. It's either October 2019 or it was. Mm-hmm. It could have been. I don't think it's 2018. There's no way. It, it had to be like somewhere in the middle of 2019. Um, yeah. Because if if I have done this in three years and I'm only on episode fifteen, there's a problem. <laughs> hey, you're a busy I think man. you guys are already like at like episode thirty five or something. Uh, I think we're yeah. We'll be 20th. at forty two by the end of season two in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, running circles around me. I've been doing it for about two years and was kind of surprised that anyone listened. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. and it kind I've kind of noticed that like the guest is where I would pull the audience because the guest mm-hmm. is going to go home and they're going to be like, dude, I was just on this podcast. Like, you should check it out. And then their wife's going to check it out. Their friend's going to check it out. The boss is going to mm-hmm. check it out. This is like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. My employee, my husband, my friend was on a show. And that's pretty much the only kind of marketing I've done is like whoever's on it, they typically show it off to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then you get the random people where it's like, that's not connected to any of those and they're mm-hmm. like hey I found your podcast on Apple just randomly I actually live in town like you're doing a great job or can I meet you for coffee or something like that and it's kind of really surprising when that happens have you guys had any kind of like instances with that or like what's your general what's your general um, interaction with like the listeners like there's been a few people actors primarily that have sent us messages and we were maybe already f- mutual friends with him, but never talked to him in any sort of length of time or anything like that. And uh, I can think of one specifically. We're going to have him on at some point, but you know, I won't drop his name yet. But he was like, dude, like, when are you going to have me on the show? And I was like, someone like actually wants to be... Because <laughs> you know, we've reached out to date. Mm-hmm. for people that have been on but someone reaching out to us and maybe you felt the same way it's just like kind of that who am I thing again going on like, <laughs> it's kind of a you know, humbling experience and that's been one instance that stood out to me and just the anyone that listens saying like cool like simply just saying cool or like awesome episode or those kind of things keep you going because it's kind of lonely doing a podcast a lot of times I mean it's me and Ken but you know we don't know I guess we do because we have analytics but you know to keep going on and on and on each week and to know that there's people that are staying with it 
that kind of helps make it a little bit worth it and that you're maybe adding some value to their life. Yeah. I think that definitely it's a, it's not necessarily abundant as of yet since we're still in our podcast infancy, but I think that, uh, of the few instances where it has happened, somebody messages us and just, talks about the podcast and says I love what you're doing like some people they'll share our posts and you know say you know and there was one instance where they were like I really needed to hear this podcast today and I was like wow that's that's (laughs) such a strange feeling that someone listened to the podcast and actually had a uh, positive like you know I this is what I needed today you know and I think that's something that we hopefully can foster in the future and just continually uh provide value to the listeners in a form or fashion that they enjoy yeah it's it's really weird to like affect someone you don't know essentially yeah um so like what's what's the game plan you kind of have some plans to maybe uh make some changes or do you have people in mind that are really cool that you're excited about even though you can't mention it because I'm sure that's a thing Mm -hmm. we've got yeah I think go ahead no you go ahead Trey no I want you to (laughs) no Trey we've got at least each season it's a goal of ours to have someone on that's a higher level than we are we had that happen with Justin Robinson in season one He'll say he's not a higher level than anyone because he's really (laughs) humble, and that's fine. But literally, technically, all those areas he is. And so that was a goal that we met in season one. We have the same goal in this season. And we want to just keep upping that. I mean, ideally, we start season six and have, like, I don't know, Ashton Kutcher on there or something. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. I feel like you could do that. I think you could do that. Yeah, like yeah. some of these goals sound weird coming out of your mouth, but I don't think they're as far-fetched as, again, maybe they would have been 10 years ago. Yeah, I think that right now that is mainly the goal is to constantly, like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, find our comfort zone and go beyond it and constantly find something. Like on our podcast you know, we're not sitting still on the same stuff that we did earlier in the podcast, like episode one. Now, if you listen to some of the er like later episodes that we've had in season two, we're starting to rebrand. We're starting to find our own voice as a podcast. And I think at having the weekly episodes is giving giving us enough edge of we're releasing episodes at a consistent time frame and you know when you look at that if you were to release and we're doing seasons so there are some weeks uh maybe a month or two that gets cut out so that's about um eight weeks or so cut out of the 52 but if you still take the like however much that is like the 44 weeks that are left you still have 44 episodes put up Mm -hmm in a year and i think growing that catalog for us um and just our experience behind the mics and talking to people that we don't know if 
you know, we're punching up a little bit and we're, we're a little bit out of our comfort zone. It keeps us on our toes. And I think after a while, you know, it'll just allow us to have Ashton Kutcher on the podcast. Put it on the universe. Yeah. Ashton, please email us. <laughs> well, good. Um, did, by the way, do you already have the like big finale for season two planned out? You don't have to say who it is or is it just you're still looking? It's slightly up in the air, but it's someone that has a notable part in Ozark. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. That's a it's phenomenal. not Jason That's Bateman, phenomenal. by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you it know, was, I would have been like, we have freaking Jason Bateman. Instantly. <laughs> and then he would back out and then it would be ruined. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, Ozark was filmed in Georgia, and like Georgia, I forget the name of the mountains. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know, but it's uh, a lot yeah, of it's it was, around it was Atlanta, here, right? But... Just right outside, whatever that area is called. There's a park. It's 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 got like a Native American name, like Ashwagandha or something like that. Oh, okay. Forest. Anyway, um, I actually, I, my one of my favorite films growing up was Juno, and Jason Bateman played such a douchebag in that movie <laughs> I hated him in all other movies mm-hmm. but like his careers his career is bonkers like I think Vanity Fair did a uh, review on his career and mm-hmm. it went back to the 80s like he's been on TV since the 80s I did not even know that yeah mm. he's been around yeah. for a minute yeah well um I guess we'll wrap up on this one um 8 o'clock on the dot sweet look at um, you perfect so uh yeah, just just let everybody know um, how everybody can check out the show. Uh, All right, Trey, please take it away. You can find our show on any of the streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Newly Stitcher. This season, just search Cinevibes; it will come up right there. And also, if you want to, on Instagram, you can follow us at the center vibes and each week when we post new episodes we update that and you can find that link in the bio and jump right to it so that's our primary ways that you can find us yeah awesome all right thanks guys yeah appreciate it thank you for having us so thanks for listening be sure to check the notes for websites and instagram handles to check out the guest be sure to follow me on Instagram at I am the Animist and YouTube at the Animist Official. Thanks.